0: Welcome to Business Buzz. It's another lovely Chico Day. This is Harold Littlejohn CPA, your host for the next hour. I have a real exciting business guest here today that knows a lot of things about a lot of topics and he's even got some questions for me. So we're going to have a real interesting afternoon. I'm glad you're here to spend part of it with me. Well, I did want to start off with a bit of a comment, a follow-up about something I talked about last week. It's something that they don't tell you very much about on the business news channels, but it's called the flattening yield curve. And what's happening is normally long-term interest rates should be much higher than shorter-term interest rates. And the previous seven recessions, every one of them has been brought in after an inversion of the yield curve. Now, I don't want to get real complicated, but I want to tell you in plain English what's happening with this situation. Right now, a 10-year bond, if you were to buy a 10-year Treasury bond, today's rate, you would you would earn 3.11%. Now, like I've said before, if you figure like I do that inflation is probably more than 3% right now, That 3.11% is almost like guaranteed you're going to lose money because if you're going to lock up your money for 10 years to earn 3.1%, which is probably lower than the true inflation rate, then you're actually going to be losing purchasing power as you go. But the point of the yield curve problem is this. Right now, at the same time, you would earn 3.11% with a 10-year locked up money in a treasury bond. A 30-year bond is paying 3.25%. So in other words, what you're telling the person, if you were going to buy this through your broker, you're saying, okay, I might be willing to lock up my money for 10 years to earn 3.11%. Why don't I go ahead and lock it up for 20 more years to earn an extra 0.14? If you see where I'm coming from, this doesn't make sense. And what ends up happening is when this inverts, which it will, this this the fact that these two are that close together, they've been coming closer together every day now for a while. When these invert, every time that happens, usually within about 12 months, we have a stock market crash and a major recession. And it's happened the last seven recessions that we've had. What I'm trying to say is that you won't hear this news anywhere else, at least not here locally that I know of, and you won't hear it on CNBC or Fox News business or any of that because they don't want you to realize that your money is at serious risk. And like I say, uh, that's been my main goal lately is just to make sure that you have a second opinion as far as the safety of your investments so that you don't end up holding the bag when they yank the carpet out from under everybody, which they have a habit of doing about every eight to 10 years. What I do want to read you here for a couple of minutes is uh, the latest article from one of my favorite columnists, Egon von Greyers. He's a Swiss guy who promotes safety. And uh, I'm just going to read a few paragraphs of this because it's the way he writes this, I feel is entertaining and very, very educational says, uh, the title is The Most Ingenious Invention in the History of Finance. We are now in the final stages of a journey which by future historians will be seen as unreal as Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. Just like Alice called the mad tea party the stupidest tea party she had ever been to, the last 100 years could be called the craziest extravaganza in history. At the end of the story, the Queen of Hearts shouts off with her head, but Alice is not afraid and calls them all a pack of cards before she wakes up. Although the story was written 150 years ago, had Alice dropped down the rabbit hole to the current fantasy world, she would have called the current kings and queens, also known as government heads and central bankers, not a pack of cards but a giant house of cards, because we are now at the end of a tea party which in the last few decades has become increasingly extravagant. Who will pick up the tab for history's biggest tea party? The problem with the current tea party is that there is no one to pick up the tab since the king and the queen have had to print and borrow $250 trillion to pay for ink in the printing machine, which is running dry. But not only that, they had to create lots of funny financial instruments to the tune of $1.5 quadrillion, which they knew would blow up one day and cause immense misery. They called them derivatives so that no one would understand what it meant. Finally, they promised the people future medical care and pensions of at least $500 trillion, knowing that they could never pay it. But it would keep the people happy until they found out that it was an empty promise. So this has been a really fine tea party. The king and queen and their friends, the bankers plus the top 0.1% of the population, lived in luxury. And ordinary people were totally unaware that they were liable for this debt. Of course, it wouldn't have mattered if they knew because they could never repay it anyway. So anyway, I'll continue that uh, one of these next shows. I just wanted to let you know that there is a huge danger of the confidence in our currency, which we have of all do- all of our dollars in the bank. Once that confidence erodes, they're worth a lot less. And so I just always want to keep in mind that you do need to protect yourself, and you do need to have some sort of insurance against the crazy world of debt-based system that we've been in for the last 100 or so years, and uh, it's just not going to be pretty when, when things happen, and I want to make sure that you don't lose all of your money. And remember, if you've got, let's just use round numbers. Remember things like this. If you've got 100000 in the in your retirement account, and the market goes down 50% again like it has in the past a few times, now you're at 50000 The rate of return you need to get back to even is 100%. And that's hard to double your money very quickly. So keep in mind that you need to protect your money and not expose all of it to uh, the random actions of like the stock market and these investments. Now, I'm not a financial planner, I'm just here for entertainment purposes, but I am telling you what I think, and I do want to warn you, I can't speak to your individual situation, but you need to talk to your financial professionals, or you can always call me as a second opinion person, as a CPA. I'm not a financial planner, but uh, you do need to be aware that things are not always as they seem, and a lot of times... Remember, right before the 2008 market crash, they were saying everything's fine, everything's fine, about three days before it all fell apart. So don't listen to the basic uh, news that you might be listening to as your only source. You need to make sure that you stay uh, abreast of the possibilities of losing your money, and I'm here to make sure you take some steps to protect your money. So with that monologue out of the way, I'm here with my favorite guest on business buzz this is actually his third third time visit this is mr scott hubbard he's a local attorney businessman and uh he's got a lot of things going on in the chico and the northern california business world so we're going to talk to scott today how you doing scott doing well harold thank you for the invite all right thanks thanks for coming so I noticed that you're kind of like me. You dress casually for work. Is is this true? I
1: do, indeed. I mean, you know, part of the reason I became a lawyer is so I can show up to court wearing flip-flops, T-shirt, and shorts. But, you know, after getting sanctioned two or three times, I realized that wasn't cool. So,
0: <laughs> And I know in law school, your hair was down to your shoulders, but... You've cured that little problem. Yeah, just for your listeners to know, Harold and
1: I used to sit in the back of the of the <laughs> class. You know, the, the troublemakers, that was Harold and me, the ones who didn't know anything and they didn't call on us, and and we muddled through. And, we hope
0: they didn't call and, yeah, on us. Yeah,
1: and then Harold went and broke the cycle by uh, getting the— highest grade in wills and trust god it it, was was the
0: only open book exam they allowed in four years and i aced it cheesed
1: me off you know because he and i were just partners together in 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 failure you know i won't say failure because we passed we passed the courses but gosh darn it just by the skin of our teeth and then when he started saying i'm sitting in my i'm sitting in my chair it's late this is the professor this is the professor he tells the class you know i'm sitting in my chair I'm reading these tests and they're not understanding anything. And then I come across this one and I think, I read it and I say, oh my God, this man, he understand or this person, he understood what I was saying. He understood my <laughs> lectures. And as soon as he said that, because I knew he was talking about Harold, because Harold showed me his grade. It was like a 98%.
0: It was actually 98 plus some extra credit. Yeah. And yeah. as
1: soon as he said that, I just couldn't <laughs> hold it in anymore. I had to bust up laughing. I'm pounding my head onto the, onto the desk and just it, like the whole class is looking at me like I lost because I knew who he was talking about and that's not the man I had spent three years of
0: my life with. <laughs> that's kind of my favorite law school class moment because I knew I had him on an open book test. Yeah, uh, had it indeed. <laughs> totally blew the curve too. And I think I drained Office Depot of all the little colored tabs for uh. that book. I want
1: you to know I so agreement on what with you on what you said on that. Uh, oh,
0: on the thing about the uh, oh, Alice in Wonderland.
1: Yeah. Well, that and the fact that the state of the market when you were when you were talking about that, people ask why why would anyone invest in a T bill that offers less of a rate of return than the inflation? And I tell people it's it's uh, rich people's uh, equivalent of canned food and shotguns. Right. You know, this is where the rich put their money when they think that the poop is about to hit the fan. Right. And so the fact that, um, that, you know. Right, they're
0: going to get their money back. Yeah, 30
1: years. I mean, you're giving it to the federal government, hoping that the federal government, I say hoping, but let's be honest, hoping that the federal government's going to give you your money back in in 10 and 30 years. And so... You know people say, "Well, why would you do that if you know you're guaranteed to lose money? It's because they think that the harm that's coming towards the economy is even worse
0: right right and that and that's the whole thing uh, when and in thirty years, what's a dollar going to be worth I mean a dollar back in the eighties was worth a lot more than it is now. Yeah, that's the one I can't really figure out. Hey, did I tell you I got my master's I've
1: completed the master's in finance and business administration? Uh, I didn't
0: know you had I that degree. I did, and
1: we just, you know, we spent a good solid year talking about But you, did, about they, this did they did make it clear? Oh yeah. Absolutely okay. clear. So when you told me that the long term interest rates is barely and, over the medium. It that scares the bejesus out of yeah, me. Yeah. Because people you know, people who know what's going on and have access to money and have access to power. The fact that they think that the um, that the long-term growth of the United States is only going to be 3% over the next 30 years. Right. And they just want to make sure they've got a safe investment. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, but... You know, they could still just because you buy one of these bills doesn't mean you can't sell them in the future. Well, plus that's not their only money. I mean, it, they've got a lot of other yeah. things. But we learned in uh, we learned that the the safest the safest investment for your money. You know, since this is a, a money show, we should probably talk about it. Safest safest investment in your money is eighty uh, percent, like an index fund. A uh, market index fund and twenty to twenty-five percent of your uh, into these T-bills. Right. So, and that that minimizes your risk and
0: maximizes your return. It's interesting because my son's PhD program in economics. He he reads me some things, and they call it in all the models. They call a, tre- a U.S. Treasury bond a debt. Is called a risk free investment, and that's what everything's compared to. Right. So, in the parlance of the world, this is considered risk free. Glee. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all I know is that, you know, 30 years ago, all I can say is when I take a trip these days, and I like to use cash because I don't need a, my credit card being scanned every time I get a Starbucks somewhere. Good. Good a $50 him. bill now is what a $20 bill was twenty or thirty years ago. I mean I used to go out when I was a when I was younger, I would go out for the whole night on twenty bucks. Yeah. And now a fifty is the minimum. Yeah. Things are getting really expensive. But that's that's just I'm sorry, that's just average
1: inflation though. That doesn't. Thirty years ago, divide that by, you know, the the rule of seventy two says you take a number, you divide it right. into seventy yeah, two.
0: Right. Two and a half percent. So you're per just year, talking two
1: it. and a half percent inflation. That's not bad. Well, yeah. But, well, yeah. so the fact that you're it costs the same I mean don't even ask me. I remember back when I was in elementary school I my mom would send me to- uh the store with a dollar and I'd buy a diet Coke for fifty cents a uh,
0: some twinkies or a something. bag
1: of cheetos for twenty five and still have twenty five cents left over for the video game. I mean the <laughs> fact that I can't do that now
0: doesn't mean the economy's going to not to mention to when, not to mention when the cigarette machines were 30, oh. thirty-five cents a and pack, and the fact they had cigarette machines. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, how else were we going to get them in yeah. the summertime? <laughs>
1: you yeah, know, can you imagine putting a cigarette machine in a grocery store now or a bar now and have some little kid come in and start emptying that thing out?
0: <laughs> God, they put it on YouTube and that'd be the end of it. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that rang a bell with you because yeah, now this finance degree. Is this on the road? Now, remember, I've told you before uh, that Scott and I are old friends and classmates. And we're coming up on the first break. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. We'll be right back with Scott Hubbard, Esquire.
2: Rock House Dining and Espresso, where they're known for their patio. You can enjoy the ducks and chickens visiting the patio in the environmental, farm-fresh, and lively atmosphere. An iconic landmark in Butte County, since the 1930s, Rock House is located only two miles past the hardware store in Yankee Hill on Highway 70. Originally built in 1937, Rock House has served as a restaurant, tavern shower house barbershop a gas station and a cafe serving yummy and creative vegetarian offerings as well as a fantastic reuben and french dip sandwich yum don't forget the awesome iced coffee and fruit smoothies rock house is looking forward to hosting more christian musicians and organizing a christian music jam night that's rock house dining and espresso on highway 70 in yankee hill
0: How are you going to get to the Sacramento airport? Use North Valley Shuttle. It's easy online at NorthValleyShuttle.com. Don't be that person who bugs their friends or family to take you. Book online right now at NorthValleyShuttle.com. North Valley Shuttle has added new departure and arrival times each week for your convenience. Serving Chico, Paradise, Oroville, Gridley, Live Oak, and Yuba City Marysville. North Valley Shuttle gets you there quickly and safely. Leave the car at home and let NorthValleyShuttle.com do the driving. License PSC 20791. Welcome back to Business Buzz, Harold Littlejohn CPA. I'm glad you have time to spend with me today. I really appreciate you spending part of your afternoon. Business Buzz likes to talk about local business. I also like to talk about all kinds of economic things. But uh, when <coughs> I have a guest like uh, Mr. Hubbard, it's always really entertaining because every time I talk with him, he's got some new project going, some new business going. His, him and his brother and his dad used to be the attorney there. But his dad's kind of retired. And so uh, Scott Hubbard uh, works off of, what's that name of that street you're on? Uh, Williamsburg Lane. Williamsburg Lane in... Um, Chico. Stonebridge. <laughs> Stonebridge. Yeah, yeah, it's in Chico. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember the name of that complex. So anyway, uh, what type of law are you trying to work on the most right now for, for, if the public gave you a call, what would your perfect phone call be? Oh, good lord, my friend.
1: Um, You know, right now, we brought in a real kick-butt workers' comp lawyer by the name of uh, uh, Steve Reed. Steve Steve Reed's been a 30-year, we've been expanding into that. Uh, He was a uh, 30-year workers' comp uh, petitioner lawyer, someone who represents the employees. And uh, we were very fortunate to have him. He wow. was looking for a home, and we had an uh, extra office since my father retired. And so I said, here you go. And we started advertising him. You probably saw his, uh, saw his picture on a billboard or on the news. We did a, a $45,000 ad buy oh. over at the North State. And I'm going to tell you, $45,000 gets you a lot of TV, and it gets you a lot of billboards, and it gets you a lot of advertising. And so we started picking up a lot of clients. Great. And so he's got his practice going. We've been doing a lot of federal litigation because that's that's what I cut my teeth on. Um, pensions, tax, uh, disabled civil rights, believe it or not, ADA. ADA work, Americans with Disabilities Act. And we also are doing, a, I'm not doing it, but we're also coordinating a securities offering, which for the people in your audience who don't know, you can't just sell stocks on the street.
0: Oh, you can't? No, oh, I know, shoot. right? I tried. And <laughs> Even if you call it Bitcoin or something?
1: <laughs> oh, are you going to get into <laughs> cryptocurrency on me? Not, not yet, not yet. <laughs> so we're doing our, our first securities offering. It's going to be a... Uh, we finished the paperwork, and we're starting to market it now. The um, Basically, for those of you on the audience who don't know or... or pretend to care we uh (laughs) they do you have a um you can't just sell securities on the street you have to have a, a broker you have to jump through all sorts of regulatory hurdles they were created after the ponzi scheme and the first stock market collapse of the 1920s right and so just basically it was the wild west and so the federal government after everything collapsed federal government's Uh, stepped in and said, all right, we're going to have uh, some rules to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. And the rules are a pain in the butt. There's absolutely no way around it, but they're necessary to keep uh, unscrupulous individuals, the Madoffs of the world, the Ponzi schemes of the world, the Enrons, the Worldcoms, to keep them from bilking honest investors
0: out out of their money. Now, I was curious now, when you say you'd have to use a broker, do you have to use like a giant broker like uh, you know Morgan Stanley, or can you use like a local stock broker? Well, you know, it's fun. The
1: answer is you can use local, oh. uh, but the other answer is not every uh, securities offering has to go through these brokers or comply with uh, uh, Comply with the. Like
0: like if it's not open to the general public, it's. Exactly, you have to
1: have uh, qualified individuals, people who have a fixed amount of money already or may have brought in a professional advisor to like help them. A high them. net
0: worth type person.
1: Exactly. I think it's a million dollars in the bank or 2 million dollars in the bank and a million do- and over half a million dollars in income something along those lines. Right. And even then if you have a professional advisor uh, you, and then you have to have enough knowledge in the securities market or have access to professional advisor. The other thing that uh, most people don't know is if you're marketing overseas. So if you have an American security, uh, American stock that you want to sell, you can uh, sell it to the Chinese. You can sell it to the uh, Indians. You just can't, you can sell it to anyone overseas. You just can't market it or sell it to Americans.
0: And that's like a different criteria to get that rolling. Yep. So those are, those are two. I mean, so the the one, but the one that you're working on is actually, you're going to sell shares? Kind of.
1: What we're doing is uh, our first securities offering is uh, uh, in our private equity firm. It's called an EB5, uh, Echo Bravo 5, or employment-based uh, immigration visa number five and what it is is the american government a lot of people don't know this the american government actually sells american citizenship and it's very controversial can i
0: sell mine and leave
1: you know what you can give it away we will sorry to see you go but you know what You can go to Canada or Ireland or Afghanistan. So when you say
0: they're selling, there's a way for foreigners to invest and become citizens. Half a
1: million dollars. Half a million dollars is what it costs to jump to the front of the line of immigration and become a U.S. citizen. Uh, It's...
0: but you have to create jobs while you do that. You're stealing all my
1: best lines. Well, I'm, you know, this is I'm why you don't to act
0: like the smart one. This here.
1: is why you don't talk to Harold before the show. He steals all your all your all material. Year. Yes. You see what happens is the federal government wants to create American jobs and it wants to bring American money back to American shores. You keep hearing about the trade deficit. You keep hearing about jobs going overseas to places like China, to places like India. So what the American government did back in the nineties, I think it was the nineties, said, all right, here's what we're going to do. If you bring that money back to American shores, half a million dollars in places of in rural areas, in high unemployment areas, and you create ten new jobs, we'll give you American citizenship. And so it's, you know, it seems like a really good deal because you get the people, uh the job creators as Republicans are so fond of describing them you get them you get the best and the brightest the entrepreneurs you get them or their kids you get them over here they bring the money they bring the jobs you bring uh uh bring uh you know a source of revenue to a lot of these rural high unemployment areas and in exchange they get american citizenship in five years and so it you know you would think that that's a no-brainer but there's a lot of people especially in the the democratic community and i got to tell you i'm i'm a liberal democrat and i part ways with my um, with my party on this one there's a lot of people that find it offensive to sell american citizenship okay. so
0: so the jobs for this fund they can't be like in downtown san francisco do they need to be in rural areas
1: or well yes and no okay. much much as a lawyer harold you know that if no, I'm not a lawyer. You are absolutely a lawyer, you're just not licensed to practice law in the state of California. Well, thank you. <laughs> but oh, okay. you are you I'll are a lawyer. To,
0: I'll tell that to the judge next time I get a traffic ticket. Yeah,
1: so as a lawyer, you know that if you have a rule, there's there's rules and then there's ways to loopholes and ways around the rules and just because a rule says says A doesn't mean you can't do B unless right. it says you can't do B. Right. And so, um
0: so how do you guys market this type of investment? That's, oh, that seems interesting to me.
1: Very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, you're allowed, uh, uh, first off, you, you You're gotta, not marketing to Americans. Is that what we decided? Not, I'm not marketing to anyone.
0: Could you market to Americans for this? I
1: would not market to anyone. Okay. Uh Because my, my concern is if you, securities violations are- are real dangerous and they're real expensive.
0: How will you get uh, money coming in if you don't market?
1: Well, other people market for you. Oh, okay. Immigration brokers in China. Oh. they charge a hefty fee. To uh, they charge four oh. percent. to get you um, to get you investors, and you think to yourself, "Well, four percent—that's in—that's in that's insane. I can, you know, right. I could Why, do, I why could should I something. pay someone to get four percent?" But uh, there's times that uh, when you need quick cash, those Chinese investors are really good. And when you need equity, because uh, for those of you who don't know in the audience, there's equity and there's debt. Debt is a loan. Equity is your own cash that you put in the, the An business. investment that you plan on
0: but, receiving returns from.
1: But not all equity is equal. Sometimes you have equity that looks like debt. Preferred stock is something like that. Right. This would be another.
0: Right. And then you guys will be managing this money. Is that correct? We would. And so that's, we've already, we're coming up on break number two. So we're (laughs) going to get back to some more high finance and some more fun stuff too. So stay tuned to business buzz. We'll be right back with Scott Hubbard and Harold Littlejohn CPA.
1: Chico's Christian Radio.
0: Glen County Transit Service extends best wishes to our 2018 graduates. Let this be one of your best times ever, a prelude to a lifetime of success. Celebrate with style, but leave drugs and alcohol out. That's courtesy of the staff and operators from Glen County Transit Service, 777 North Calusa Street in Willows. For more information, please call 888-800-7433. That's 888-800-7433.
2: To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz, another lovely Chico Day. I'm glad you have time to spend with me. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. You can reach me at my office, uh, 895-3353. I'm a good second opinion. And I'm here today talking with uh, Scott Hubbard, my old classmate. And I do want to say something I started to talk about and I forgot to follow through after the first break. Scott is a attorney who wants to be a CPA and I'm at a CPA who wants to be an attorney. I think did you do you still want to be a CPA?
1: I haven't taken the test in about a year and a half, but yeah, for did me Did you save
0: some of your parts from the first time? Did you no, pass anything? No. You know,
1: I don't know if I passed it or not. For me it's just a hobby. You right. Know? But it's, this
0: finance MBA was this in order to get this securities thing rolling? Is that you Part know of why you did that or
1: yes and no the the simple fact on why I got it is um, you're always fighting the last war and for me the last war is my father growing up I would watch my father um, struggle with money I mean he's hard-working probably no man works harder than my father who's also a lawyer and I would see him get up at, at three o'clock in the morning and, and go and do trial and and We would always have money, but we would always—it always seemed like we were almost broke too. And as I got older and started working with him at his firm, I thought to myself, "There's got to be a better way." Now, my brother, um, who's a freaking financial genius—I mean, there's there's a side to my family that's just really brilliant with money, and there's a side that isn't. And my brother, he got that gene. He got the, the good with money gene, and I didn't. And so I realized that if I wanted to break the cycle, I had to get the financial knowledge necessary in order to make intelligent business and finance decisions.
0: Well, that you guys make a good team because you do work in the same building, we do. And, and, uh, and you, he, he manages a lot of the Hubbard business. Is that right? He does. He does uh, day-to-day operations.
1: I do uh, extraordinary events.
0: Right. Like long-term. Uh, he,
1: you know, for example, he handles if, if the bills are being paid on right. time. Or if there's a discrepancy in inventory, uh, why? You know, is right. there a problem with management? Is there a problem with employees? What's that problem? right I'm the person you call if there's a dead body in the bathroom <laughs> <All right. laughs> and and you know I'm the person that talks to the manager when there is <laughs> and, <laughs> right. you know three months later and you have Spe- to say
0: speaking of dead bodies in the bathroom <laughs> is Greyhound still a stop for one of your stations We
1: you doing that? We've never had a dead body in the bathroom at the Greyhound station. The Greyhound people are wonderful (laughs) people. We we were lucky to have Greyhound set up a stop, and that was, again, entirely my brother. He's the one who made that happen.
0: No, I'm just kind of bragging about the Hubbard dynasty oh. because you got all this you got all this stuff going on. I know Greyhound pays you something.
1: Greyhound does not oh, pay they us don't. a dime. Okay. Uh, I believe- never noticed it as a line item. No, Greyhound is came to us because or we we came to them and uh, as a stop and oh. it wasn't initially intended to be a stop. It was just intended to be a short-term place where people could get on and get off and
0: you go to the uh, restroom and buy no, a snack no just no just
1: get on and get off oh like switch buses just get on the bus oh okay and so what happened was through really good service and again this is entirely my brother he he went to our managers and he said you need to make this a destination for not only the Greyhound people but uh, passengers but the Greyhound drivers and so we they the manager made it a top priority that this is a place that that Greyhound wants to be and after about three months the driver said yeah this is a this is a place that we want to be.
0: Well I was there the day that the Greyhound did stop. Oh and, it's insane. And there was a line about 50 feet deep yeah. checking out buying stuff. It's it's insane and they come off and it's they
1: head to the bathroom and they head to the hot food aisle and they start buying stuff and then uh, God help you if you're there when they stop, because it's like a tornado of people come through.
0: Now, I'm sure our listeners, some of our listeners, might not really be aware of the details here. The Hubbards own some gas stations. We do, and we this ha- is the one in Orville, the AMPM on Oro Dam Boulevard. We own the. Uh, we, <laughs> we own the.
1: Arco station next to a Walmart, and then it closed. The Walmart closed. Right. And we own the Arco station next to Toys R Us, and, and it's then Toys closing. R Us closed.
0: Right. I no don't, wonder you're trying to bring uh, in some Chinese businessmen. I
1: don't know what's going to say because we also own the Arco station across the street from the federal courthouse in Redding. So I guess the federal government should watch out because we're a, right. a
0: harbinger <laughs> of Watch out, Trump! Trump Dude. might shut them down next.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which you know. So we, this is the Orville Arco A.M.P.M. right? And, and it's a, it's, a, and it really does have good gas prices. Yeah, it's hopping. I mean, let this. If you, if you want to to run a good business, keep it clean, have friendly staff, and make sure that your customers know that they're the most important people to you. Right, and that's you know. The money's hard, you know, hard to manage, but, you know, right. if you focus on that, that'll keep you in the game at least three or four months. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. uh, so. Well the Well, uh, now, are there any new... Oh, there's another new business you're getting rolling this summer, which I <sighs> wanted to touch on. Okay, you can touch on it, but then I'm going to make fun of you playing David Bowie on a Christian station. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> I believe you're opening a new business down in the Arden Fair area. We are. Across we, from Nordstrom's. Uh, my brother and I, with some other partners, we, uh,
1: we uh, partnered with the Kiss, Kiss, the rock and
0: roll band. The rock band with Gene Simmons, Gene and, Paul Simmons Stanley, and Paul Stanley, Ace the- Frehley, and Peter Criss.
1: Ace Frehley and Peter Chris aren't involved in this. Well, they used to be but when, they, I, when I was a teenager. They're involved in the music, but they're not involved at the business venture. Uh, they, they started opening a brand of restaurants called Rock and Brews. And so what they did was uh, um, they, uh, the people involved have the license rights to all sorts of old rock and roll music. And God, I'm going to date myself by saying old rock and roll music. Boston, Led Zeppelin, Kiss, Aerosmith, you know, late 70s, late, 80s. Yep, late yeah. 70s, 80s. And so they created a rock and roll themed restaurant with really good food. And so we, uh, we took that concept and we uh, partnered up with them. And we opened negotiations with the state of California for 11 acres of uh, prime, uh, quasi prime real estate on the corner of Arden and Expedition, which is that.
0: Exposition. Exposition. Is it exposition? It's exposition, because Ex- it's on the way to the Cal yeah, Expo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cal Expo, exposition. And so um, you'd think I would know that after a year and a half <laughs> and two right. years of negotiating leases <laughs> with the state. But in any case, so it's going to be this 11-acre uh, restaurant. I mean, 11-acre restaurant. What's
0: going to fill the 11 acres?
1: Well, a good chunk of it. Phase Phase one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Phase one's a restaurant. Yeah,
1: right? no. Phase one is two miniature golf courses, a batting cage. Um, let me see here. Uh, the restaurant, concert, uh, concert, banquet oh, live hall, mu- live music. Oh, it's gonna be phenomenal. Indoor or outdoor? Both. We're having. Uh, we're gonna have outdoor concerts, although that's we're on the cusp on whether that that's going to be phase one or phase two what about parking issues oh we got two and a half three acres of parking okay so you got
0: your own parking area in the 11 acres
1: and so it was we just lucked out into this prime location because it was across the street from the old theater and they tore that down and they put up this big huge i don't you know state-of-the-art high quality served beer Type movie theater and they threw up the Nordstrom's rack and everything's developing on this corner and so talk about being in the right place at the right time oh, is this
0: the corner that used to be El Torito or am I a block away you are about four blocks away and to the left okay so we're we're, were you further toward the old theater the old yes, dome yes the old yeah. dome theater yeah. we are directly uh, I saw across Steve from Martin's that. the jerk there did you <laughs> now <laughs> you're dating me, yourself right. And so, so so you're down closer to the actual exposition stuff.
1: We are. And well, we're kind of in our own little universe. Are you
0: near that big chevron station in the middle of that island that sticks out th- on Alta Arden? Yeah, I think it's a chevron okay. or another yeah, Arco. Yeah, yeah.
1: But you'll they'll be able to see us because our sign is I'm not even joking this. 69 feet tall. We're going to have a nearly 7-story sign announcing to the world that this rock and brews is going to be here. Is it going to have the marquee that
0: goes around, like you type in what it says? Yep,
1: we're getting the LED. It's gonna, uh,
0: you know, it's yeah, the LED, yeah,
1: yeah. It, I mean, it's the sign alone is costing costing us, I think, three hundred
0: thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, a couple hundred thousand here and there. I <laughs> mean, you want to talk about
1: this? This restaurant's going to be a battleship. It's got. Uh, <laughs> It's got the golf courses are 200,000. I mean, it's just we're putting so much money into making this a premier destination, and that's just in phase one. And the food is fantastic, too. And then in phase two, we're bringing in the uh. The go karts, the picnics—I mean, the, so it's going to be
0: a whole family destination with all the entertainment.
1: It it honestly and truly is. I mean, it is not. You say, "Well, I'm building a restaurant." It's not a restaurant.
0: What What was it like negotiating with the state of California for a what a long term land lease? Is that uh, what it is?
1: You know what the worst part about negotiating with the state of California was is that they billed us for their attorney to negotiate. Oh, great! <laughs> so, so they have no cost. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like literally we're going to this guy in San Francisco meeting in his house. And you know, I'll give it uh credit where credit's due. Nice house in San Francisco friendliest guy in the world.
0: Well, yeah, I'd be happy, too.
1: And a month yeah. and a month later, we're paying his bill. <laughs> <laughs> and we're thinking, well... So we're... the
0: beer he offered you wasn't that big yeah. of a deal. <laughs> so
1: I thought to myself, well, we're not doing this anymore. And I get a call from my partner, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> I said, yeah, I got it. So no more in-person meetings. And it was all, you know, no, well, no, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're,
0: we're going good. to be we'll coming just... up on our last break pretty soon. Uh... So. This... <laughs> That is really cool. So, is there a date? So I don't want you to lock you into a date if it's not set yet. We're
1: targeting July. Uh, the place, the place was a disaster when we showed up there. Overgrown, uh, homeless, hypodermic
0: needles, homeless yeah, homeless
1: problems. problems uh, I ch- I startled a coyote once. Oh wow! Yeah, that
0: was entertaining. <laughs> well, that's pretty close to the big Arden Fair Mall. That's yeah. kind of weird. Oh, it's you know the best part isn't of it is isn't it near the paddocks of the old uh, horse racetrack? Yeah, it's next yeah.
1: to the the, ho- the yeah, horse racetrack. Yeah. And you know Fourth of July, it is going to be the place to be because it's literally going to be under the fireworks. Oh, it's going to be we're totally have the cool.
0: Greatest. Well, you know, going to the fair is fun, but going to a place like yours is probably even more fun.
1: Yeah, because you get air conditioning.
0: Yeah. And better food. Yeah. Right. <laughs> (laughs) And a place to sit when you want to
1: eat. Not that the fair isn't fun, but I got to tell you, having gone to the California State Fair when it's 112 degrees out. Tell me about it. No
0: bueno. All right. Hey, we'll be right back with Business Buzz. More business activity coming your way. Stay tuned.
3: Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies and rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, for a man age 45 non-tobacco user, it's $1 million of coverage and $75 per month level rate for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110 per month, guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rate guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 1-800-862-8376. That's 1-800-862-8376. You're probably paying more than you should. Call Term Busters at 1-800-862-8376 or visit our website at termbusters.net. Remember, 1-800-862-8376. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. Fellow Americans, eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. You and me, we the people, owe it to ourselves and our posterity to know the Constitution and Bill of Rights and hold our leaders and representatives accountable to its life, property, and freedom-protecting principles. Unite with other moral and religious organizations to protect your creator-endowed, unalienable right. America, bless God.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. We're here for our final segment. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm here with my friend, Scott Hubbard.
1: (laughs) Why do you laugh when you say friend? No, no. Or are you laughing before
0: you say attorney? Him him and I met in law school, and like we were saying, we both both enjoyed our four-year stint. I'll put in a little plug for uh, Cal Northern School of Law. If you're interested in the legal profession... It's a local law school right here in Chico, but not that many people, a lot of people don't even know it's here. So it's a pretty good place. I teach the tax class there. So if you go there, you have the pleasure of learning individual income tax from Harold Littlejohn CPA himself. Now, Scott, I know you have a family. You're a family man. I do. What's happening with your family uh, these days?
1: God, that is the most
0: ham-fisted introduction I've ever heard in my family. You've got to be kidding
1: me. You want to try that again? <laughs> <laughs> what are they up to today? Well, it's funny. You should mention that, <laughs> yeah. Harold. Uh, my kids are uh, go to Chico Oaks Adventist School, which is a, a Christian school here in the... Is that the one on Hooker Oak? It is the one on Hooker Oak. Great school. Lots of lots of top-notch kids and and really, really good parents who actually care. Not to say that's not true. All parents care about their kids. So I can't say that, but these are, these... They're kind of, they're involved. You know what? The people that I met at uh, the Adventist school are probably some of the nicest, friendliest people uh, I've met. And that, I'm, I, you know, my wife goes to the Mormon Church, and those people are insanely friendly. So they're they're right up there.
0: So this is an Adventist school, but you don't have to be Adventist
1: to go there. No, because they put up with my nonsense. It took them at least eight or nine years to get used to my sense of humor. But now that <laughs> you know, now that I'm there, I'm, sti- I'm
0: still working on that. You know,
1: they can't get rid of me. So <laughs> this this tonight, my kids are doing a uh, it's a spring concert that oh, they've great. been working on, and uh, my son. My daughters, my son's 14, my daughters are 10 and 8, 11 and 8. They've been working on it for about three or six months now. They're in the band, except for the youngest one. Um, So they play the drums, and they play, uh, my daughter plays the harp, although in the band, yeah, I know, right? Ask me why I had her take up the harp.
0: Why did you have her take up the harp? There
1: are three harpists north Three or four harpists. north is, of Sacramento, north of San Francisco. Whoa! And so, uh, if you want your child to get a scholarship in music, the harp, harp is the way to go. Harp is the way to go. And Interesting. There's, there's a delightful teacher in Reading, um, Candice. She is she is brilliant at it. But uh, you, I
0: gotta ask, do you have a harp at home that she practices I on? Do you know how Did much? Did you buy she, it or rent it?
1: She got it from Sa- for Santa Claus for Christmas. Nice. So I I didn't have anything to do with it, but uh, so Santa, Santa brought her a harp. That's Santa nice. brought her a harp, and that harp is uh, for the. Is it was, a full you,
0: size? It or? is a full
1: size harp. Those things cost twenty two grand.
0: So an eleven year old <sighs> child plays a full. F- Harp. harp yeah. Do they lean it back on their They chest? all lean it back on. See, it. I didn't know how that yeah, worked. I've seen them, but yeah.
1: And so that's one of those things that um, if you want a kid, you, you teach them how to play the harp and they can play weddings.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of a cool instrument. Yeah,
1: hundred. They usually make like fifty to a hundred bucks an hour.
0: Are those strings like
1: nylon? Oh, they're awful, and they're expensive to boot. Well, yeah, but wouldn't their fingers
0: get blisters it's when like they? It's first... like playing the
1: guitar, dude. You know, yeah. it's not that. It's it, it's not like you're you're plucking a porcupine or or like a yeah, cat. No, but I mean,
0: they're hitting like twenty strings at a time. How
1: do you? play the harp you don't you
0: pluck you don't
1: Have you ever heard the expression plucking a harp you don't strum a harp harp. you strum a guitar (laughs) 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 but so she plucks her harp and she does it very well and she thinks her daddy doesn't hear her play but her room is literally right next door to mine because she refuses we had this nice little nursery i had i had this beautiful room right next to right next to our bedroom it was going to be my den it was going to be my office it was going to be my you know your man cave my man cave 11 years ago my wife gave birth to an adorable little daughter and she refuses to leave that room well so she just decides it could be worse yeah it could be so she'll (laughs) be 18 years old still living in that room and she thinks that daddy doesn't hear her practice the harp because she's really she's really embarrassed she doesn't want daddy to know but daddy knows how good she is because, uh, you know, sound cool. travels
0: through doors. That is and cool. So, she's, so does she play songs that you recognize or is it more classical based?
1: You know what? Her teacher plays uh, 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 Fade to
0: Black. Oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> she plays. You could probably set it up and play some Kiss songs.
1: Uh, so she plays a lot of songs that I know, some Chinese, believe it or not. And she's really good at it. But my boy. Uh, he plays the drums, and that 's the one for the um for this concert you know this This is the thing that really got me because I go to my kids school and they let me wander around and 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 they really don 't say anything and uh, you know not like i 'm a problem or anything, but when you compare that to a public school where if you're on campus, they want to know where wanna what know you're why doing. What are you right. doing here? Who are you going to see? Right. Let us get the armed security to follow you around. Right. They let me just wander the campus. And so I go into my children's music room and I listen to them. Um, I listen to them play. And I was amazed at the, the role my son played in this, this band. I mean, all the kids were good. But it's just listening to my son play you know, as a as a father, you're never. You know, you, you don't. You, you kind of have a, have a good idea of what your children are capable of. And every once in a while, you, there aren't many surprises. And usually, if there is a surprise, it's bad. You know, like hey, daddy, right. yeah, you did something wrong. Or here's something here's either. my here's my new boyfriend, Spike. Or <laughs> dad, you know, there's this big dent in the car. Let me tell you what it is. But right. even then, right. This was one of those pleasant surprises where you think, "Holy cow, my son is playing the drums! That's really good." Now, is he
0: playing a regular drum set? He's playing like a, a regular a drum yeah. set. And, and is he the only drummer in the band?
1: He is. And so, well, there's is my this a,
0: how big of a band is this? Like a ten piece or a twelve piece or
1: it's, it's a, a it's like a classroom. It's like of a class. Kids, right? It's yeah. it's the eighth and seventh and sixth and I think fifth graders. And so
0: it's like the, now it has like trumpets and.
1: Yep, and clarinets and flutes,
0: and, you know, I'm not the musician. No, no, my I'm just wondering what kind of band it is, because when I was in grammar school, segue it's into school, my story.
1: It's a school
0: band, you I know? played the upright bass, and we had a four-piece band. Yeah, this just, is yeah.
1: probably 20, 25 kids, well, that's but cool. it's tonight at 7, and so that's what... That's and that's what at I, the Adventist School? At the Adventist School. Is it open the to the public? It is, and if open you guys want to public, come down... And there's no charge? Yep, no charge. If you come in, just be nice and friendly and say hi to everyone and don't boo my kids. But you have something coming up too, don't you?
0: Oh yeah, thank you for that little segue. See how nice and fluid that was? <laughs> I've mentioned this before on uh, Tuesday, May 29th at 6 p.m. at Unwind uh, Unwind Kitchen and Bar, which is where the old Blockbuster store used to be. I am presenting a cryptocurrency investment seminar. <sighs> And what it is is that I am not an expert, but my expert speaker that I'll be with and I'll be interviewing essentially will actually show you exactly how you can participate in what could be one of the biggest things to happen in the last 20 years since the internet. And I'm I'm not touting this as an investment thing because everybody who's read about Bitcoin knows that it goes up and down and... Like I've said before, it's had four times in its 10-year history that it's lost 90% of its value. So I'm not saying you want to invest in these as a long-term investment, oh. but as far as a trading vehicle, as something kind of fun, and it's probably something that's going to start being very, cur- very uh, mainstream in the financial world, I think everybody should learn about cryptocurrencies. So what we're going to do is at 6 o'clock... Uh, The total cost is $97 per person. It includes an excellent meal. If you've eaten dinner at Unwind, you'll know how good the food is. And uh, 10% of the profits go to the Butte Humane Society so you can help the animals at the same time. But you will learn a lot. It's going to be very interesting. And as far as I know, I don't know of any other uh, public cryptocurrency investment seminars in Chico. If there has been, uh, they didn't let me know. But I am very proud to present this man who knows so much about it that it would take him 20 hours to really teach you everything he knows. But in uh, two or three hours, you will learn enough to actually trade (coughs) cryptocurrencies, and uh, we're not asking for any money uh, other than the ticket price, which includes dinner. We're not asking for you to invest any money. We just wanna teach you, and that's, uh, that's my thing. I teach taxes, and now I'm gonna start teaching uh, how to get started in the cryptocurrency world. Scott, do you have any opinions on this?
1: He, you know, it's radio, radio <laughs> so you guys can't see me, like, fidgeting in my seat and pulling my hair Don't out. Don't crack any
0: teeth while you, you while have You have no grimace. idea how, how, you know, Harold— You liked my opening monologue. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now.
1: <laughs> Harold Littlejohn is one of the smartest tax lawyers you are ever going to meet. I mean, some of the stuff— he is thorough. I send all of my clients to him, and this is—he's not paying me for this endorsement. right you are. He is—he is flipping brilliant to find a lawyer who has thirty years of CPA and law and a law degree experience, where they actually teaching tax to lawyers. That's the type of person that you have with Harold Littlejohn. It drives me absolutely bonkers. <laughs> cryptocurrency are you insane (laughs) okay okay, now
0: i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm gonna throw this in real quick if in 1994 I had have told you about something called the World Wide Web oh, and I can teach you how to get involved, oh, then would you, be, would you be grimacing then?
1: And if it was the 1880s and I told you, <laughs> let's get into the tulip business. Now, for the people who don't know, it was the tulip in,
0: mania, tulip I'm well mania, familiar with that.
1: It was one of those. Everyone, it's going to be the tulips. Invest in tulips. Tulips. <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with tulips, or. <laughs> Or internet stocks, or real estate
0: bubbles, or... Yeah, well, I wish I had to listen to my friend from the Bay Area who told me about the World Wide Web in 1994. Or, or comic books. Let me tell you
1: something. Back in the... eight, I used to collect comic books, which, you know... Back... Some of them did well. Oh, 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 you want to hear it. I was... I'd uh, love to hear a comic I was, book story. Okay, you want a comic book story in the next three minutes? Yes, I do. We, uh, My brother and I collected comic books when we were younger, and we were the Biggest nerds in the world. Because, you know, when all of our, our friends were... Okay, he had friends, I didn't. When all of our friends, all of his friends were going to parties and meeting girls and socializing, I was buying... And developing a personality. And developing friends. <laughs> you know, I was buying first editions of Spider-Man. Whoa. Avengers. Iron Man, Thor, Green Lantern, uh, not so much Superman and Batman, but all of these these comic books,, uh, you know, which, to this day, and here's the, here's the real the kicker, I actually still have that.: That's what I was hoping to do. I hear. have probably uh, several... Uh, let's just say I have about 40 or 50 big, long
0: boxes boxes
1: you know if you know a banker's box probably a hundred banker's boxes of comic books and a
0: lot of those are like the original the original adventures like whole series of oh yeah and so x-men i have the first x-men um i watch pawn stars so sometimes i get an idea of what these are worth and so
1: i was the biggest nerd Growing up, and not that my personality has improved as i gotten older, but since Disney bought the Marvel Universe, I have like a Ph.D. in what's going to happen. And I tell my kids, "Yeah, well, this is going to happen 10, 15 years from now. You know, this and this right. and this and this." And so my kids are like, "Yeah, Dad, go!" Because I went from the the you know biggest nerd in school to right. the coolest right. to the coolest parent at the Adventist school. That's so, right. That's right. You know, <laughs> and when I look at Back in the '90s, uh, there was a comic craze. Marvel, you know, Marvel, uh, they realized people were collecting comics not to read but to make money, and so Marvel realized that first editions would make lots of money. So, or people collectors right. or speculators would go and they'd buy first editions, thinking it's going to be worth something you know, 30, 50 years from now. So the ones from the 90s, they tried to... They tried to do that, 80s and 90s, and what happened was they would have, for example, they'd start a new uh, comic book of X-Men and they they create this new this new comic and they'd have a first edition and right. they'd ra- they'd create one of those maybe once every two or three years a new X-Men title collect the first edition right. and then they'd start have varying covers where collect all six covers because someday it's going to going to be worth something and all these people these collectors they went in the speculators they went in and they bought them they can look at Look, this is only going to go up. Look right. at Superman. Look at Batman. All these first editions. It's going to be worth hundred thousand dollars. Marvel went bankrupt, right. or dang close to it. Right. And then you know later it was right. bought by Disney. But the real old ones, that's not. Those yeah. aren't spec. Those aren't busts. No. But the moral of the story is, if you invest <laughs> in something, speculating, think it's going to that, be right. worth and something that's in why the this, future. This
0: seminar will not. Uh, it's not going to tell you how no. to invest. It's going to yes. teach you if you want to invest, and all the different many hundreds of styles of investing yeah. that you have available. Yeah, there are people who make money
1: day trading and speculating. That's right. But they are few and far well, between. we're going to have
0: a couple on our <laughs> stage. So come to the seminar, folks. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're at our last break. I'm so sorry to have this hour end. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate you being here.